Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the District Connect by CC Hub, where we explore innovative solutions and initiatives shaping the world of education and technology. I am your host for today, Frida Anyong. And in the studio with me, we have two remarkable guests, Oluwato Singh Olasende, who is the founder of Money Africa, and Titi Lokwe Adewusi, who is also the founder and CEO of Niger Kids. Both of them are part of the Mastercard Foundation EdTech Fellowship Program by CC Hub, and they're here to give us a deeper insight on how they are pioneering EdTech success and making waves in the EdTech space. Let me welcome Oluwato Sin Olasende. Can you kindly introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Oluwato Sin Olasende. I'm the founder of Money Africa. Money Africa is a financial literacy platform that simplifies how money works. Thank you. Really awesome. Welcome on board, Tosin. It's good to have you here. Um, we also have Titi. Are you here? Can you just kindly introduce yourself and what you do? Hello, everyone. My name is Titi Adeusi, and I'm one of the co-founders of Nine Jackets. Nine Jackets is a gamified learning platform that allows people learn anything effortlessly using games and quizzes. Uh, we are happy to be here as well. Great. Lovely to have you amazing ladies in the studio. Um, it's inspiring to see that women are pioneering um, so many initiatives, advancing technology. And that's what we're talking about today. Um, I'll ask my first question to Tosin. What inspired you to enter into the edtech space and become a female founder? Um, so in terms of entering into the edtech space, I was very poor with how I managed my money and I had to teach myself. So once I taught myself, I wanted to teach other people, right? So the aim was literally just to teach and then how can you reach more people while doing this teaching, just technology? And that was how I found myself in EdTech. So the desire came from the urge and the need to teach people about money. And there was no better tool than technology to leverage and to reach more people. And that's how I got here. Fantastic. Um, Titi, what about you? What led you into, you know, founding Niger Kids and becoming a female founder? Interestingly, it was my younger son who didn't like learning. <laughs> That's what it was. He would give any excuse not to learn or do his homework or do any of those things. Um, but he always loved playing games. He loved playing games. He loved playing quizzes. You could get him to, you know, be on it for hours uh, and so that's really the problem we're trying to solve okay people love to play games and it's actually a way you can learn and we decided to combine those two things together his love for technology using the using the devices and learning and that's really how Nigerkit came about beautiful um let's talk about now you know you both are in the mastercard foundation edtech fellowship program uh in partnership with you know cc hub how has this program you know enhanced the work that you're doing and how has it contributed to your mission to um contributing to education both for money africa and also for niger kids who's going to go first I can go first. I think okay. the part of the accelerator was very helpful, has been very helpful. So I'm just going to go to three different ways that has been helpful. Number one, in terms of us collaborating amongst each other. So for instance, we're currently speaking with Gradely. Um, it's a platform that also has to do with education and children and parents and looking for how to layers with them 
putting all of us in a room or all of us on one platform make it easier for us to transact and also collaborate. So that has been very helpful. Then number two as well is the insights from the professionals, right? So like the HR, you know, speaking to us about building the team for the, the dream team for the kind of company we want. It doesn't have to happen now, but just planning into the next three years, the next five years, that support has been very, very helpful. And then the third is actually then execution. You know that you have to also set your goals, report back and things like that. So those three pillars have been very helpful in terms of, you know, channeling and curating Money Africa Kids, especially because that's one of the programs that we went heavy with for this accelerator towards what we want it to become in the future. Fantastic. Very beautiful, Tosin. This is great work you're doing. I want, um, Titi, can you also shed more light on this? Um, maybe I should have gone first and not allowed Tosin to say some of the things I wanted to say. <laughs> but but jo- I think for me, one of the highlights of the program has been the learning science. Um, you're just going back to the grassroots of what and how people learn. And that for me was very fantastic. It allowed me to go back, take a you know holistic view at what we are doing and ensure that we are actually putting all the relevant theories in practice. So we really did a major overhaul of our platform, looking at all the things that we needed to do um, from a learning science perspective. So that part was, for me, totally awesome. They said the entrepreneur journey, you know, it's a lonely one. And then just having so many helpers to help you look at different parts. As an entrepreneur, there's some parts you're strong in, there's some parts you're not strong in. So having people that are strong in different areas help you look at everything from finance to distribution to communications to marketing to everything. Honestly, it was was very fantastic for me. So having many helpers, even HR recruitment, I thought that was just fantastic. Having people send you CVs, you know, for roles that you're looking for, uh, that for me was very fantastic. And then also having a platform where you can also get feedback from the people that you're targeting was really 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 great for me so that thing of having so many helpers in various areas for me was fantastic and of course um Tosin didn't mention it but also the help in funding I think that for also was very good it was unexpected but honestly a fantastic surprise so one could take some decisions that one would not have done before because now one had more you know funding to help take those decisions so for me that was really fantastic um having the product guy that would always check in on you and your products uh was just awesome so i i really really want to thank you know mastercard foundation as well as cc hub for putting this together thank you how could that well. oh my gosh <laughs> how 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 that was like the the cheese like it was like the cream on it it was very very excellent as well to help you you know it's one for you to dream is another one that you need the resources to execute and if one was able to do that for us thank you Wow. This is, it's so interesting, you know, just hearing your your thoughts around how the work has impacted your company and your product growth. And then also just hearing you say the, the different teams supporting you. Um, Titi mentioned so many helpers. And that's very interesting. I, I want to ask Tosin this very interesting question. Um, how have you seen Money Africa positively impact the financial literacy of both adults and kids? I know that um, there's Money Africa, there's also Money Africa Kids. And then I want you to give a success story, you know, highlight a success story that has stood up for you um, that has also contributed to your motivation in building this um, interesting platform that you have now. 
we have a few success stories. We have a couple of success stories, but I'll share one that really, really jumped out at me. Um, this lady joined our platform about two years ago. This for the adults, and she was not earning a lot, and she did not was not investing in personal development, right? Subsequent to her joining us, because the way Money Africa looks at it is like a an entire ramification, right? So think about it like your body. Like you want to ensure that you're in a good headspace, your back is working, you know, you're able to, your mobility is good. We look at everything. So what she did was she also started looking at everything. Number one, she invested in personal development and negotiating in order for her to get a better job. I think after 18 months, right? So her income jumped up. Number two, she started an, a savings and investment account. Number three, she got an insurance plan for the first time. Number four, she has visibility. Now she's publishing her work on LinkedIn, on newspapers, amongst others. So, so much happened within two years and that's what we preach for, right? So imagine you're saving and investing all that money and then you fall sick, you don't have an insurance plan and your savings and investment gets wiped out. And that's why we always preach for a holistic view. And that's the success story that I'm very proud of. This is so beautiful to hear. Um, well done, <laughs> well done. I mean, we can't we can't go on and without saying well done to you both, ladies. I mean, doing this amazing work, pushing and just ensuring that you know your work, the impact of your work is felt, not just for your company but also for the people around. Now, this brings my next question to Titi now. Um, how do you ensure that the games offered on your platform are not only for fun, but also educational, and then they're aligned with the learning objectives? I know you mentioned earlier that your your younger son didn't you know, like learning, and you had to come up with methods to ensure that he was learning. So how do you combine you know, games and um, education to create a positive learning outcome? The first thing that we do is that we look at the curriculum and the cur curriculum forms the basis in a lot of, you know, um, the topics that we drive. Of course, there are things that are not in the curriculum that we also um, include, which are things that we believe are important for a 21st um, century um, child. But it's, a lot of it starts with the, you know, the, the curriculum as defined, you know, by the national curriculum. So that's really the defining thing. Uh, but the interesting thing about it is that like um, what um, Money Africa does we identify additional things that are needed and you know financial literacy is, is one of that digital literacy is one of that you know promoting values are one of that so that's you know that's how we then 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 weave it so that's really one of the things that um that drives you know the content on the platform and ensuring that it's educational fantastic really really great um I have another question. I think this is for both of you now. Um, how do you, you know, envision your startup, your edtech startup, and um, the role it's going to play in shaping the educational landscape? Um, let's also look at Nigeria as a market. Let's also look at Africa as the market. How do you envision the future of your, your product, your startup? If you're looking at it from a global perspective, I was in the UK um, over the summer, and um, I saw a couple of Nigerian companies with their adverts in the tube, and I was like, wait, hold on, why not Money Africa Kids? Why not, you know? Um, we've also registered Money Africa Kids now in the UK. We're looking at expanding. We see ourselves as a global company. Nothing stops us from being the Duolingo for financial literacy for kids. We can also export our talent, leveraging on technology, you know, having to do that and share that with the entire world. Um, so we're currently on that as well. I was reading a report. Um, Amazon released their reports last week. 
and they had a very good quarter. And the founder said something. He said that I had been baking this quarter three years ago. So I'm hoping that when I listen to this podcast in the next three years, um, all the plans of the global company and the expansion going into different countries, I can also say that we have been baking these numbers, you know, three years ago. <laughs> so yes, this is the best time to build and actually go global. We're putting in all the effort to make that happen. This is really beautiful. Titi, um, I'd like to hear your point of view as well. Um, let me just start by saying, Tosin, I can't wait to pass by one of the underground and see Money Africa. So that would be so exciting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I think for, 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 for me, I want to look back and the one day someone stops me and said, oh my goodness, are you the founder of Ninja Kids? I used to hate this subject or I didn't want to do this. And then it was after I played the game and then that that changed it for me. Or I was struggling with this and I played the game. Or it could be that I, I wasn't even sure what I wanted to do, but a few of the games that I played did that. And for us, it's not just... You know, in Nigeria alone, when we think of Niger kids, uh, we think of, you know, the African continent. So we always say we are building it for the African youth. I want someone to, to be able to say to me that this really had an impact when I was growing up. You know, just like some books you look back and say, oh, yes, oh, I love this book. I love this movie. Or I love this. This really was a turning point for me. And, and that's what we want to do. And beyond that. For us, when we also look at impact, we're saying, you know what, in the next couple of years, we want to be able to boldly say that we impacted a million African youth through our, you know, our games um, and our quizzes. So for us, that's really what we are looking at. Uh, and the good thing about, you know, when you impact one person is the multiplier effect that will have. So for us, directly impact um, one million African youth to indirectly impact, you know, so many. Thank you. So interesting, so beautiful. I really do hope that all these things you guys have mentioned, you ladies have mentioned here, will definitely come to fruition because one thing that we're really looking out for is to see uh, startups, you know, uh, on bigger billboards, on, you know, being spotlighted and saying, this is the review of this company and this is fantastic what they're doing, you know, developing the educational landscape. And not just in Nigeria, but also in Africa. Well done, ladies. <laughs> um, now let's talk about you know the program, the Mastercard Foundation EdTech program. Let's talk about um, your highlights. I know you've mentioned so many um, interesting things about the support that you have received so far, but let's talk about how has this um, stood out for you in your success story, the impactful moment, um, you know, in your EdTech journey. Okay, and let me start. I think one of the greatest impact for me was, you know, a, a revenue stream that I'm not thought about. As I sat down and had a meeting with the distribution team and they challenged me and said, have you considered this? Have you considered exploring this? For the life of me, it never occurred to me um, to consider that revenue stream. And immediately they gave me the idea. I now, you know, said making calls, doing all the contacts. And behold, um, we have been able to, you know, kick off on that on that new um on that new area and that new distribution channel that 
honestly, for the life of me, I'm not about. I was like, wow, <laughs> you didn't think about it. And I think for that, that's really been um, impactful. And indirectly, just partnering, just opening that revenue stream has actually opened up, you know, back to the major thing that we are doing. So, so for me, that was really, really impactful. Um, I think another thing from the Mastercard Foundation was just in terms of, you know, Tosin had mentioned it, but the new new connections earlier on, um, cost of the Mastercard Foundation we also. You know, met with other people from um, the other fellows from the other um, countries like South Africa and Kenya. And already, a friend, me and one of the ladies in South Africa, we're already talking about some partnership that we are, you know, really pushing right now as we, you know, um, partner and collaborate with each other. Uh, and that's also fantastic. Same thing with someone in, in Kenya. You know, we already said discussions and talks on how we can partner and collaborate. Um, so that's fantastic. Even areas that I wasn't even initially thinking about. So for us, it's really, it's really been, you know, it's really been, you know, awesome. Thank you. Beautiful. Tosin, over to you. So what the program has done for us has been like, it's been like I'm looking at it from a from a multiple or from a multi-dimensional view. Number one, our team, right? So there were some of the lessons or like the classes that they allowed us to get some of our team members to join, which was also very helpful. So it's very important that you're not going on this journey alone, that you have to share that journey with the team and let them know. Um, I keep speaking about the HR angle because I'm very convinced that you are, your team is your strongest asset. If you have the right team, you can go places, right? Also just looking at little, little things like giving them their birthday off and just those little, little things that can make the, a whole world of difference, right? Also let's think Doing a bit more, um, doing a bit more delegation, trusting the team more. We're very, very heavy on that. You know, after attending the sessions and just learning all the other things that we can do that to attract top talent and actually keep top talent. So that was very helpful for us in terms of working with the um, with the EdTech um, Mastercard EdTech team. Another thing that was also like very, very helpful for us is the vision, right? But now thinking more. In the next five years, how big is it possible? How how hard can we go? How big can we get? And then drawing towards that. And also, we can actually start setting some of those dreams. You know, prior to the investment, there's certain risk you do not want to take. There's certain expenses that you're just going to be a bit more cautious because you have limited resources, right? And while $100,000 um, might not be millions, what it does is that it actually allows you to try and test things that you otherwise not have done, and which has been very, very helpful. So also us launching the product faster than we have envisaged. You're able to add more to the team members, go harder, put out ads, you know, get the people that we test the product amongst others. So we're seeing it happen real time and just been able to move very fast. Also baking what's, you know, 2024 is going to look like starts from now or even much earlier. And it has been very helpful. And then the last but not the least is, um, you know, you're not alone. Right. So, for instance, you have friends, founder friends in different sector, but here is a team that specializes in edtech. Right. So, prior to joining uh, Mastercard's edtech fellowship, a lot of my connection, a lot of my network has been primarily fintech, right, or other tech, but really not edtech. But what this has done now is opening me up to other people in different, the fellow members in different parts of the world. So, another thing I also want to do in 2024 is literally to reach out to each and every person, see any opportunity to collaborate. What can I also add to them? What can they benefit from me? I just deepen the relationship more. So those are lots and lots of the things that, you know, I've enjoyed from the program. 
so interesting and beautiful to hear lovely well done ladies um so just to wrap up and to um also look into the edtech ecosystem or generally educational landscape um what is what do you consider to be the future of edtech in nigeria and also in africa um, I'm looking at how people actually plan on using AI. There has been lots and lots of buzz about AI, machine learning. Um, we've not scratched the surface. It's still very, very new, especially on the continent. Uh, we've not fully tapped into it. And I'm just really excited to see what people are going to launch, to see new products that are going to come on, and to see how improvements will be made to existing products. So literally, the world is our oyster, and we literally just started. It's day one. So this, that's what I think is going to be at the frontier, right? I know everybody is talking about AI, but the question is, how do we leverage on it for edtech? Instead of us seeing it as a threat, how do we see it as an advantage, as a superpower? How do we leverage on it? How do we combine, do this sort of a hybrid where AI is also working with human capital and actually make it work? I'm excited to see what's going to come out from the continent in this space. Beautiful, Titi. Um, when I think of EdTech, I, I think of what happened with the Nigerian telecom you know, system, whereby there was the old and there was the new. And for a long time, it seems as if both of them <laughs> were going to work together. But the, the new completely disrupted the old. So when people talk about education, they look at, they think of classrooms. They think of, you go from primary school to secondary school to, you know, this university before you can then get a job. But I see EdTech disrupting all that. I see it changing, you know, the sequence. I see it allowing people to skill up quickly, faster. I see it allow people to get, you know, jobs just like that all over the world. I see it just disrupting learning and education in that sense. And I'm excited that we'll be part of um, the people driving, driving that and making that happen. Great. It's been an amazing time, you know, having this fantastic conversation with these amazing ladies. Um, the founder and CEO of Money Africa, Oluwatosin Olasende, and also the co-founder and CEO of Ninja Kids, Titi Lope Adewusi. My name is Frida Anyong. I am your lovely host, and it was so good to have this podcast, just hearing much about the educational landscape, just hearing how these amazing female founders are trying to change the world. Um, I would ask Tosin, do you have any final words as we as we call it a day? Well, my final words would be that we are currently at a point where education is here to stay and technology is also playing a critical role in order for us to reach more people. About 70% of Africa's population are under the age of 30. And if it's not yet built for them, I think it's time for you to start thinking of building for them. And education is a good um, sector to tap into. So that's pretty much it. Fantastic. Titi, do you have your final wrapping words for the podcast today? Um, I think my final parting word is watch out for EdTech. EdTech is coming. <laughs> EdTech is coming. EdTech is going to change a lot of things. A lot of learning are going to, uh, a lot of learning, equipping, empowerment is going to be enabled through EdTech. So watch us, we're coming. Watch out, we're coming. <laughs> Yay, yes, yes, yes. And I love it because um, before now, everyone used to think, oh, it has to be FinTech. But interestingly, EdTech, 
is one major thing that will even not just um, impact you know students and learners it's just also going to contribute to you know government um, processes in, in boosting the educational landscape um i'm happy to have had this conversation with you amazing ladies and i want everyone who's listening to this podcast to also join us next uh next time on the next episode it promises to be enlightening educational and fun i'm sure the ladies had quite an interesting time on the podcast am i right Yes, yes, we did. Thank you for having us. <laughs> All right. All right, ladies. Good to have you here. Until next time, everyone. It's bye from us. Bye. bye.